This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Today brought new developments in the Roundup litigation. Attorneys are going back to the drawing board and have withdrawn a motion to give preliminary approval to a deal that would provide $1.1 billion to address future potential claims of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma allegedly caused by exposure to Roundup. The news came after a U.S. district judge expressed doubts about the legality of the proposed deal earlier this week and said he was skeptical of the propriety and fairness of the proposed settlement. The Future Case Fund was part of a broader settlement agreement approaching $10 billion announced by Bayer and Counsel for Existing Plaintiffs in June. Steve Davies has more on the developments in his story on agripulse.com. A broad new coalition of ag, technology, and healthcare groups hopes to push Congress and the administration toward advancing rural broadband connectivity. The American Connection Project Broadband Coalition launched today by sending a letter to the White House and Capitol Hill calling for a robust federal investment in broadband connectivity. Landa Lakes is the head of the coalition, which has around 50 groups. Tina May is the vice president of rural services and chief of staff to the CEO at Landa Lakes. She says the groups want to join their rural broadband efforts. It's an issue about uh, competitiveness and ensuring that our kids have access to the internet when it comes to e-learning and school. Our, with our healthcare partners, we've seen a huge push in increased telehealth visits, and it's making sure that our rural communities have access to leverage the internet for things like that. And then, of course, on our end, too, it's about precision conservation and precision agriculture. The coalition doesn't tie a specific dollar amount or specific kind of technology to its request, but May says the coalition plans to study the current government efforts to improve broadband service. We're asking for that bold investment. We're also asking for increased and better mapping to know exactly where the money needs to go to. That's an issue in these rural communities. We're also asking for connectivity, (laughs) connectivity in terms of tying this all together and coordinating at the federal level. She says the issue has particular momentum in light of the increased need for connectivity brought about by the COVID-19 pandemic. The Department of Agriculture has written its first checks to help fill a vaccine bank. AgriPulse's Ben Nolly has more. The Department of Agriculture is investing $27.1 million for foot and mouth disease vaccine development. FMD causes blisters on cattle, pigs, and sheep's mouths and hooves. National Pork Producers Council Chief Veterinarian Liz Wagstrom tells AgriPulse currently companies that produce FMD vaccine only produce them on contract for country stockpiling vaccine or vaccinating for the disease. So there's not excess capability to produce more vaccine outside of a contract. It's, it's not like you could go to a farm store and, and pick vaccine off the, um, out of the cooler. And so the importance of having this bank is that we now have a place in the production schedule for the vaccine companies, and they will be producing vaccines specifically for us. The disease has been eradicated in the U.S. since 1929, but Wangstrom says another outbreak would stop beef and pork exports immediately and cost the livestock industry billions of dollars. The investment is the first purchase by USDA to help supply a new vaccine bank established in the 2018 Farm Bill. Read the story at agripulse.com. I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, the United States and Kenya have officially announced talks on a new trade agreement. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer said the deal should expand on trade language already in place with the region. 
Our goal is to conclude an agreement that builds on the objectives of the African Growth and Opportunity Act, which is scheduled to expire in 2025. An agreement with Kenya has the potential to serve as an enduring foundation to expand U.S.-African trade and investment across the continent. The first round of negotiations are being conducted virtually and will take place over the next two weeks. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.